And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I'm Kevin, here alongside my sister, Mary. Wah, wah, wah! Yeah! What up, everybody? And we're continuing our jaunt through Season 7 of The Office today with Episodes 5, The Sting, and Episode 6, Costume Contest. Yes! As you can probably surmise, is a Halloween episode, (laughs) though not up to snuff with past Halloween episodes, I would say. Yeah. Not no, a fan of that one. definitely not. I wasn't, I wasn't particularly a big fan of either episode, to be honest. Okay. Going into it, they, they scored a lot lower than the ones we've done so far in Season 7. That but makes sense. Before we get there, though, uh, do you want to remind everybody about what we covered last week? Sure, Kev. Okay. So, no, no, last <laughs> okay. week we, uh, we talked about Andy's play yep. and how he was still pining for Aaron, even though she's dating Gabe. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, actually, it was a really cool production Sweeney of Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Like Pam said, said it best. It's actually really nice to see Andy sing in the right setting. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Michael's all dejected because he thought he should have been in the play. Yeah, he he um, tried out for yeah, it. He did failed. a monologue of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, so then that you know hijinks ensues. Aaron ends up babysitting for Jim and Pam, fucking that all up. <laughs> Michael drops a wine bottle down the entire theater and all of his balloons pop and the plumber was Sweeney Todd yes Daryl's plumber and then we move on to sex ed where Michael thinks that he has uh, a pimple which turns out no herpes no no he thinks he has a pimple that's why he says it's an ingrown hair then Meredith announces that it's herpes because she has genital herpes hot which everybody's like oh my god disgusting nobody like Angela holds her breath until she's (laughs) out of the same room as her and so Andy takes it upon himself to try to find out if Gabe and Aaron are having sex under the guise of trying to normalize herpes. Not normalize herpes, but do sex ed. Yeah. Like, oh, like this is what people do. What's, over a pencil. what's a pro and a con of sex and yeah. all that shit. But also, this is where the funny part of the episode comes in. Michael visits all of the women of his past because he wants to tell them that he has herpes. Yeah. So we hear from Donna. We see um, Carol. Helene. Helene. Uh, we hear from Holly and my absolute favorite, the fucking Jim of this episode, Jan fucking Levinson. Yeah, it's good shit. Oh my god, she's she's crazy. Ghost of she's actually fast. insane. Yeah, she's clinically <laughs> as, insane. As Dwight says, Even she's Dwight. insane. Dwight is like t- caught off yes. guard by her insanity. <laughs> but um, so then we find Michael leaves Holly a voicemail saying like, I don't know why you're downplaying what we had because it was actually real, bitch. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you. He doesn't you. say I love you. but I'll wait for you. He pretty much says it. Yeah. And that's uh, pretty much what you missed. That's it. Yep. So that'll bring us up to episode five of season seven, The Sting, which you're going to handle right now. Right? I am. So guys, we have our cold open and uh, it's basically Oscar... In spandex yep. on a bike. Yep. I guess Lance Armstrong was really big at this point in 2010. Was well, this before we found out that I he was reading? I think this is a little bit before the doping, but like okay. he was still a national hero at this time. Yeah. yeah. Tour de France winner. He was in like You Mean Dupree. Remember something? that? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. But um, we find out that Michael doesn't know how to ride a bike, and so Pam and Jim help him, and then he drives it into a car. But he was like, Michael. Like, yeah, he was trying to get people to himself. care. Um, he hadn't not, ridden a bike since, since one had training wheels. Yeah. Not the strongest of the cold opens. No, it's just what I Honestly, mean. Kelly's part was the best, where she's like, I'm on Cheryl Crow's side and all of this, so I feel really <laughs> uncomfortable right now. Like that <laughs> I was, forgot they were a couple, honestly. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Her I don't know why the they broke face. up, but... I think it's because he was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a big part of it. I do, Every time I think of Lance Armstrong, and this is so fucked up no, what go I'm going to say... Uh, what is Robin Williams being yeah. like, yeah, I call him Uniballer. Yeah, yeah, Robin Williams used to ride bikes with him and make fun of his one testicle because <laughs> of the cancer. That's... Well, he's he's off balance. I know. They sit on one side or the other of the seat. I, I don't know if that was the testicle that mo- made boys or girls. <laughs> but, no, that, that's the funny thing, though, is that Lance Armstrong could, like, poke and prod, like, make jokes about it. Mm-hmm. Not poke and prod. He could poke fun. <laughs> I meant to say he could poke fun at himself about it. Make fun of himself. Yeah, and he'd let one of the kings of comedy do it for him. Yes. So. Um, so anyway, that's the cold open. Again, Kelly's part is the funniest part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we have Jim and Dwight in this fucking favorite, one of my favorite dynamics. Um, they're doing a joint sales call. Uh, they're pitching to Steve Nash and now <laughs> okay, basketball Steve literate. Steve Nash was a point guard. For the for, Phoenix Suns. Yes. And he yes. was 
He was um, very good, especially yeah. for the years he was with the Phoenix Suns. He, I think he went back-to-back MVPs, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he was a big deal in, like, the... 2008 to 2012. Okay, so this is right in the middle of Oh, yeah, he was at the peak of his powers. So that makes sense then, because Dwight's like, nobody knows who that is, Dwight. Okay, (laughs) Mr. Jock Hipster, which Jim totally is Mr. Jock Hipster. Jim is a Yeah, he claims he's not, but I I watched ahead a little bit, and there's an episode coming up that just proves his hipster credentials. Yeah. And a a t-shirt, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. But I digress. Yeah. Um, but so, this is also a sales call they do together where Dwight does not headbang to Motley Crue yeah. w- beforehand. Like, he goes... Girls, girls, girls. <laughs> I think, yeah, what was it? It was a Dr. Feelgood or... Yeah. Kickstart my heart! <laughs> yeah. Kick- Something like that. <laughs> Poor Vince Neil. He sounds like a fucking chicken now. He's Dude. Horrible. Oof. Um, and then we're back at the office and Andy is reading the Cornell, like, magazine? Alumni magazine. Yeah. Man. And he finds out news, um, news about, like, all of his... Former classmates. Yeah, so one guy died on, I think, Kilimanjaro, if, yeah. I believe, if I remember correctly. And then he finds out that Broccoli Rob did a uh, duet with a member of Fish. Trey Anastasio. Yes. Do you and, like Fish? I, okay, so. They're I've very never divisive. Actually, I've never actually listened to them, but I worked a concert as a volunteer for one of my clubs when I was in Penn State. A Fish concert? Yeah. So you heard them then? I, I mean, I guess. It's like. Fuck it. It's the music you listen to if you work for Ben and Jerry's up in Vermont. Like, oh yeah, it's like that hippy dippy. Okay, know. so side story because this made it. me laugh so ben and Jerry's? fucking hard. No fish. Okay. So my husband and I went out to uh, lunch with a couple of our friends this week, this past weekend. Um, we're allowed to at this point. Nobody cares. <laughs> but um, so we went out to lunch. And somebody made a joke about women drivers. And they were like, yeah, when Mary... That's a goldmine of comedy. Well, they're like, when... <laughs> they go, when you guys pulled up, I went, that's not them. There's a woman in the front, in the driver's seat. And I looked at them and I said, well, I drive like 98% of the time. Like, my mm-hmm. husband only drives when he goes to work or fish. And one of the guy's girlfriends said, they, she goes... Like the concerts? Like the fish concert? Oh, and God. I go, no! Yeah, he goes to so many of them. <laughs> but I just started laughing because I don't think Scott's ever listened to fish no, they're ever. Not. And I'm like, that's so fucking random. You know that he's a fisherman. <laughs> oh, God. That's one of those bands, man, fish that... <laughs> they're polarizing. Yeah, either you, you're you like... You like them in or that, you don't. Yeah, it's it's like Dave Matthews. I was just going to say, Dave it's like Matthews. Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews is garbage. Same. Same, fuck dude. Him. Sorry if you enjoy him. Yeah, if you like, enjoy it, fuck you. Good um, for you, but <laughs> I was gonna, I was he's gonna, not very popular I, in this his house. I just had a joke come up because you were talking about how your husband doesn't drive. Mm-hmm. And like in my head, I'm like, oh, did this guy make like a Lance Armstrong joke? <laughs> oh, he doesn't have any balls. He doesn't drive. Because like that's the way, you know, what bros do. You yeah. Know, like, going after each other. Like oh, that. absolutely. And we were just talking about Lance Armstrong, so it was fresh in my mind. Just, <laughs> go there but i digress yes oh so anyway um broccoli, broccoli rob did a milk fish. commercial yeah and um andy's just jealous as fuck mm. so now we have dwight and jim they arrive to find a very handsome timothy oliphant playing uh or in the lobby never saw this guy before <clears throat> really i don't know who he is oh, I uh, love Timothy he's Oliphant. a guy who's got a george hamilton tan <laughs> and like neatly cropped hair um, so he's I, I, no in, idea who he is. He's in the Netflix show Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore. He's her husband. Barrymore. Barrymore. That's what he said. You said Barrymore. Okay, <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Um, he's her husband, and he's actually hilarious in that. But he's been in several different Name shows thing. and movies. So he was in. The, I can't remember the title. No, of it. nobody does. No, I don't no, know but who it's he is. a zombie movie, and it has the pitchfork. My husband's World obsessed War Z. with zombies. No. Twenty-eight days later. No. Twenty-eight weeks later. No. <laughs> I'll put it on fucking Twitter when I think of All it. All right, fuck but it. But anyway, uh, the the crazies. The crazies. No idea. But he's also in some kind of Western because he plays a sheriff. Deadwood? I don't know what it is. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, this is, as we come to find out, Danny Cordray, the best salesman around. He kills Dunder Mifflin in sales, and he works for Os- Osprey Paper in Throop. Oh my god, when Dwight said Throop. <gasps> okay, so it is spelled T-H-R-O-O-P. It is a town, is a suburb of Scranton. However, it is pronounced Troop. Like a troop of soldiers. Yes, and so this was another one where they they got the I, location, they got something right, but they like 
but they didn't have the local dialect. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do enough research yeah. into it. They now, saw it and they're like, "Oh, that's Throop, obvious." The thing that kills me is there's like thirty towns around Scranton that have names that are easily <laughs> right. like they picked the one that they just well, fucked they up. Well, they probably looked at it and they were like, "Oh, that's way easier." Throop. Throop. No, it's Troop. Then Peckville, Blakely. I mean, Olaf. Well, Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Why Timothy the Oliphant? Oh my god! Oliphant is a town like ten seconds Mandy outside of Scranton. I'm so disappointed in you. How could they have not picked Oliphant and spelled Dude, the exactly the same Oliphant way? Oliphant is exactly spelled the same way, and it's literally next door to True. I didn't even think of that till now. Whole mind blown. Anyway, <sighs> okay, sorry guys. Okay, we're off track. So anyway, Danny Cordray. Um, and they're scared of him. And then Dwight also mentions he also slept with Pam. And, <laughs> he uh, shorns that in He there. really does. And Jim's like, well, they went on a date four years ago. So now Dwight says he's going to intimidate him. And he goes, watch this. And then she said, that's the largest penis I've ever seen. <laughs> and I love Dave, Danny Cordray's face, though. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Dwight just <laughs> announces that as he comes around the corner. And he goes, that's why I brought you to the penis museum where tickets are $1,000. And that oh. there is the essence of comedy. <laughs> Take him one direction and lead him another one. That is good shit. Uh, but Danny, even though he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's very professional. They he's know like, each other. Yeah, he's like, hey, Dwight. Hey, Jim. Yep. How's it going, guys? And they're like, what are you doing here? And he goes, I'm just here for the coffee. Very smooth sailor. Charming, charming. Here, Timothy Oliphant is yep. a very smooth man here. Whew, I love Timothy Oliphant. Sorry, guys. I don't, that I don't know my, who he is. That might be my favorite uh, guest star he's, so far. He's something, I guess. So, uh, a few weeks ago when we talked about Todd Packer, yeah. um, I almost dropped the Danny Cordray we edited out. We edited out yeah. a certain part. But I was like, what about Danny? And she, he, Kevin goes, what? Mary spoiled the part. She spoiled this episode, essentially. Oh, bullshit. She's dropping names. She's like, Danny Cordray, the hot guy. <laughs> he steals Packer's job. Blah, blah, I blah. I did not say all of that. <laughs> gotta, I just said, what about Danny and you went what? And mm-hmm. I said never mind. That's in a few. That's in a few episodes. Sorry. So let's go. So anyway, um, Michael is starting a conference room meeting, of brainstorming ideas, and Jim calls Michael, and of course Michael's like, yeah, no, I'm not busy. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> and he asks him. He's like, listen, Danny Cordray is down here. I need you to come in and support. And so Michael's like, obviously in heaven he's that excited. he's being called off the bench. Um, so now Andy walks into Daryl's office and asks him for help. Um, and Daryl's like, I'm very important on my computer, or very busy on my computer. He's entering Weight Watchers points. <laughs> which at this point, I think Weight Watchers was, uh, that was at the peak of Oprah's. I do not know. That was at the peak of Oprah's, like, Weight Watchers. So that was the bottom of her yo-yo. <laughs> Is that mean? Oh, shit. Well, uh, she's a notorious yo-yo. Yeah, she is. So anyway, Andy uh, wants to pay Daryl to play keyboard with him for $60 an hour. (laughs) And Daryl goes, that's a lot of money. I'll do it for 40 Like He's like, listen, I'll take your money, but I'm not going to take advantage of you. It's not going to fleece him. (laughs) Right? So um, Michael arrives, and he's talking to Dwight and Jim, and they're like, oh, that's him. He's coming out of the office now. And Michael goes, that's not a salesman, that's a male model. <laughs> so, um... By Scranton standards, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially, yeah. That is a Something to middle-aged man, man... Like, that's a middle-aged male model right there. <laughs> he can model suits. 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 So, like, Brooks Brothers yes. or whatever. He'd look right. very good for Men's Warehouse or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guys. I guarantee I it. really do love Timothy Stop Olsen. fanning yourself. <laughs> it's hot in yeah, here. Yeah, all right. So anyway, yeah, sorry guys, our studio is not air-conditioned at all, and it's the middle of, or it's the end of fucking June. It's beautiful. So anyway, uh, they do the sales pitch, but they lose. They fail, and Mike's all pissed off yeah. about it. And, I mean, he's even offering the guy paper at cost, mm-hmm. weekend deliveries, and Michael's just pissed. And you can see it when they get on the elevator. He's like, we did what we needed to do. We were bested. He's hitting the button. He's like, shut the door. Why is there a door closed button if there's no door closed? (laughs) So then he equates him coming out of retirement and failing to Michael Phelps coming out of retirement and drowning in a pool. (laughs) Like, it's just an impossibility. So now Michael is meeting with the sales staff, trying to get ideas for how to beat Danny Cordray. Uh, Phyllis suggests seducing him, which everybody balks at. Um, and then Dwight says that they should set up a fake office and watch a sales pitch. So now we see. And he them. shows them the security room that yeah, Dwight has next set to his office since he owns the building. So now they're having Meredith play the boss as Meredith Van Helsing, <laughs> um, and of PA 
solar, solar tech. tech. Yes. Yeah. So now, um, you know, Danny introduces himself and blah blah blah. Meredith's already turned on. Yeah, she's like, like she like looks at him and she's moist. Ew. <laughs> Ew. God damn it. So now, uh, Daryl, Andy, and Kevin are in are in the warehouse, and um, they're playing music. Kevin on drums, Daryl on keyboard, and Andy with the guitar and vocals. Yes. And he's doing that high... The falsetto. Ah. Dear Mr. President. Oh, God. The worst song ever it's, recorded. I don't even... Like, it's just bad. It, yeah, it is. It's like somebody from, like, 1967 mm-hmm. uh, was transported to the current day and Ugh. thought they were doing something, Ugh. like, to stop the Vietnam War or something. Uh, oh, it's, my God, you're right. You know, it's like a protest song, hey. but... Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah, something like David Crosby yeah. was saying. Yeah, <laughs> or something I feel like you. That. So, um, but then Kevin offers to sing, and they said that they want to save his voice for the novelty song about frogs. Love it. Which makes me more excited for that song. Me and my friends, when we were 11, we started a band, and we did have a song about a frog. Of course you did. <laughs> so now, Danny, uh, as he's meeting with Meredith, smooth fucking operator, dude. Yeah. I'm going to remove my coat. Is that okay? Is that all right with you? And Meredith, like, slowly unbuttons her shirt. Oh, yeah. Like, a little to, hot under the to collar. To where it's, like, buttoned below her, like, her, her bra yeah. at this point. Yeah. If she wears a bra, who knows? <laughs> I don't think she does. And um, Meredith's, like, flirting back, and she's like, so you're here to sell me paper, because Michael calls him. Calls her and he's like, get back on track. Like, what the fuck? Make him stop, sell you. Stop looking at his jawline. Yeah, stop looking at him. <laughs> so then Danny's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, he's just so, like, his voice is like butter. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this oh. is just a first date to get to know you. Oh, my to fa- see if we're a good fit. My favorite part of this scene is that Michael and Dwight and Jim are in the coat closet yeah. watching the monitors. And they're like, you know, Michael's just like, oh, he's so good. And Dwight's like, yeah, he is pretty handsome. And Jim is like so insecure. He's like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, like, he's not Jim, that handsome. Jim was always the tall, handsome guy. And now he's being outshine, yep. outshone, if you will. Absolutely. And that's when Michael realizes, he's like, God damn it, he's making her sell to him. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> so smart. So now um, Andy shows their song. And I think Oscar Everyone hates said it. it best. It's pandering. Yeah. Oh, it, it absolutely is. We didn't mention the song, because Andy's singing in the falsetto, is sung from the point of view of a little girl. And it says, Dear Mr. President, bring our heroes home no, from give, war. No, give peace a whirl. Yeah. And bring our troops back home, says, says this, this little, little girl. girl or yeah, something like that. It's fucking pandering. Like I said, it's like a 1960s protest song <laughs> that is so sad and cloyingly yeah. sweet. And uh, it's just like gross. Yeah. Yeah. And then Pam says it's weird that a grown man is singing from the point of view of a little girl. All the points Daryl made, mm-hmm. everybody else is making. Um, so now, Meredith... Although Creed says he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> he probably Shocker. wrote it when he was in the fucking grassroots, yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh, this is where Meredith unbuttons her shirt mm-hmm. and she starts being aggressive. Jim and Dwight are, get Oscar and they're like, go in there and try to get her out. Like, and then make him pitch to you. So now there is a they're like fli- they're like flirting hard like she's flirting because she's yeah. like why is this desk between us and yes. Danny's like I don't he doesn't know that she's a fucking nympho <laughs> and he's like I've never been a desk man myself why don't you come on over here and he picks up his coat and when he turns back around she's like in front of him like on the arm of the chair like a gargoyle <laughs> yeah. like and it's like this quick cut like something from the ring or something <laughs> and it's fucking great it's, it's awesome amazing. So now Oscar walks in, and Meredith, knowing exactly what's going on, she's like, this is Manuel, my cleaning man, who speaks no English. <laughs> El window. Yeah, she hasn't gone clean the window. <laughs> so then they decide to bring in Ryan. And being a Marvel nerd, here he is, Jim's like, all right, so you're CEO at Solar Tech. And he's like, that sounds made up. And Toy's like, I told you, <laughs> you're, star- you're CEO of Stark Industries. Your bro- your hu- yeah, your brother... Father, (laughs) your father just died and left you the entire thing. And he's like, what the fuck, Dwight? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, yeah, Tony Stark, yeah. Is that Iron Man? Yeah, that's Iron Man. Okay, I knew that, okay. So now they bring in Ryan and uh, they're like, tell Meredith that she's fired and you're the new regime. 
And she walks in. He. Or he walks in, and Meredith pulls the same shit. He takes off his glasses like Clark, Clark Kent. <laughs> like, he's just like, boom. Like, he's gonna, like, go in this big, yeah. ah! Yep. And he gets but shot. I love this, the line that Meredith says, though, as they're, like, cutting him in. He smell like a Scorpio. Her leg is up on Danny Corday Corday's eh, chair, and uh, she's like, "Oh, this is Esteban, my other cleaning man, who also speaks no English. El Floro Esteban." Like, so awful. And like, Oscar looks around. He just shrugs his yeah, shoulders. He's like, he has like a know. tissue on the window. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> So now Danny tries to leave. He's like, oh, you know what? I parked my car in a compact spot, and I hate when people do that. I gotta go. And Meredith's like, literally trying to jump him. Yeah, she's and trying she's to like, fuck I really him. feel something between us, Danny. <laughs> and that's when Michael's like, enough, enough. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's gonna fucking rape him. <laughs> she just burst in, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, listen. And he goes, Michael Scott? What the fuck? <laughs> and Michael admits that they tricked him. And Danny's like, I'm a Dunder Mifflin, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, we tricked you so that we could find out your technique. And he goes, and you hired a homeless woman <laughs> to act as a CEO? <laughs> I love that he calls her a homeless woman. <laughs> and Michael's like, listen, we were desperate. And Danny's like, or crazy. <laughs> like, he's very calm he trying throughout to be, all yeah. of this. He's trying to be very professional. And he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm just a little upset right now. I'm going to leave. And he tries to leave. And Michael just, like, keeps chasing him. And he offers him more money. And he's like, do you want more or less freedom? And, um, I mean, at one point, Danny is like, I will fucking punch you. Yeah, he's like, I'll punch you in the face. And then he's like, I'm sorry. I'm a little upset right Yeah, because he sees the camera. (laughs) I love when the character's eyes shift to the camera. Like, they become aware at a moment. (laughs) And, uh... Actually, then, as a traveling salesman, Danny accepts a position at Dunder Mifflin. Mm-hmm. So now Michael goes up to the office and he announces it. And Kelly, the only words that come yeah. out of her mouth is, fuck me. Yeah, she's like, and Michael's like, no, 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 this is not all of it, Italy. Yeah, where you can treat people like pieces of meat. <laughs> he has something for Italy, I love he it. He really does. So now, um, Michael says that Danny is like a little bit younger of a version of him. And uh, Oscar's like, it's hard to judge ourselves accurately, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? You know, the shade from Oscar. Oh, yeah. I love it. So now uh, Dwight and the salespeople are upset and they want to talk to Michael. And they think that Danny is going to take all of their clients. When Michael explains, <clears throat> no, that he used to steal the clients, but now he's going to steal them for him. So we're down to the jam band and they're struggling to think of another, another song. So they take Andy's insecurities and make that into a song about mm-hmm. Andy feeling like his li- life is passing him by. Daryl, like, instantly writes a melody. Daryl's writing the lyrics. blues. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's like, oh, my God, we're almost out of time. How much for another half hour? And Daryl, like, has finally got inspiration. He's like, nah, man, it's cool. We're just going to jam. Yeah. And yeah. Andy's like, oh, we're just going to jam? I have a friend. Yeah. pretty. That's, he <laughs> says almost exactly that. Yeah. Like, oh, we're friends. Yeah. So now, back up, Danny is telling Jim that he's like, oh, yeah, you know, me and your wife went on a few dates. And Jim's like, oh, yeah, I know, haha, <laughs> four years ago. And Danny try- he tries to be nice, and he's like, yeah, I don't think she really liked me very much. Like, he's trying mm-hmm. to be a gentleman. Like, yeah. He's trying to get the awkward conversation, like, hey, I went on a couple dates with your I wife. I won't kiss and tell, but I'll acknowledge it. Yeah. I'll acknowledge it. And Dwight, like, sticks up, and he's like, enough. <laughs> and he's like... Just, like, we all know that you probably thought Pam was meh or too too thin without being toned. <laughs> and he, but she's what makes the uh, Scranton great. She's one of the great Scranton women. And so what if she doesn't wear makeup? At this point, Pam has walked in. She goes, I wear makeup. Like, she mouths it to the camera. And um, then it's so weird because then Dwight's like, does a turn. He's like, welcome aboard. And Jim's like, what? Like, that's it? And he goes, it's past five o'clock, Jim. I'm not taking this home It's like Cinderella. Just like the healthiest thing <laughs> anybody t- can do with their job. He, do not take that shit home. No. He, he turned into a pumpkin at five o'clock. <laughs> uh, now, I would have expected that out of Stanley, but not so much Dwight. <laughs> yeah, he just took it, though. Yeah. So now, Michael is proud. Like, he sees this interaction, and he's sitting in his office, and he's, he's proud that he solved the problem of clients getting stolen... Um, but he forgot that Packer's on the road as traveling salesman and <laughs> yeah. that they really didn't need another one. <laughs> and Michael's just lost in that thought, like, well, I kind of fucked up. Don't tell Todd. Yep. Um, and then our last, <laughs> our last scene is the jam band. 
the bullfrog in love, Kevin singing. It's a frog novelty song. Yep. Croak, 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 bullfrog in love. It's like... My croak masseur. Yeah. I'll be your croak madame. <laughs> I was I come look. a little... Or come on my uh, lily pad, you lily pollywog, or something like... Mm-hmm. It was fuck... Or come and sit on my log, you little pollywog. Yep. That's what it was. And then amazing. it ends with Daryl going, I find you absolutely riveting. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking loved it. I thought it was awesome. That was some great shit. That was awesome. Good closing scene. What'd you give this one, dude? Three point five. Okay. What'd you give it? I gave it a three point nine. Alright, I didn't um, I just how do I put this delicately? Um Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for Yeah, you it. go for it. Okay. I love Danny Cordray. I think he's smooth and I also think that he shakes up the whole office. Like he throws everything. He's a normal person. Yeah. He throws everybody's dynamic on their head because everybody thinks Jim and Pam are the normal ones mm-hmm. when really it's Danny. Oh, yeah. Like, they're even a little crazy. But um, the penis museum <laughs> had me laughing. That's the largest penis I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I loved Meredith in this. I'm so happy Meredith that they good. gave her time to shine in this episode. Uh, Bullfrog and Love is the only part of the jam band thing that didn't suck. Yeah, it was, that so. sucked. And it's weird, because I like Kevin and Daryl. Yeah. But, like, it was just, like, it, it stupid. Was, it was forced. It was, like, a half... It was, like, half a half-faked idea. Yeah, it was, like, half good, and then the other half sucked. And then, like, the thing is, like, I, when I'm watching it, I was, like, totally into it. Mm-hmm. But after the... Halloween episode? No, no, after um, Michael breaks up the meeting with Meredith and Danny, I felt like it went off a cliff. Where, like, all of a sudden the salespeople are mad, and... Danny's back, and Michael's, like, competent again. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the, those weird glimpses of competence from Michael, yeah. where all of a sudden he's a good manager and he yeah, can sell this guy the job. sometimes. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I just felt like the, there wasn't anything funny after that. And there was still, like, ten minutes left in the episode. And yeah. it was just like, oh, we got more think, jam band shit. You and... don't think Dwight calling Pam too thin without being toned? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty But, it, like, three and a half is still pretty, uh, better yeah, than average. No, but, absolutely. Um, I'm not disputing your score at all. It just, I don't know, like, it just left me with, like, a blah. No, okay. It was I whatever. Can, I can understand. Like I said, the jam band really didn't do much for me. No. Uh, Danny Cordray, the Penis Museum, and Meredith really brought this one home for and me. They really, and Bullfrog in Love. They really set the table for Jim Pam stuff now. That we're getting, we're gonna get into in this next episode. Because like when they were doing it, I'm like, this didn't have a definitive ending. They're gonna <laughs> keep doing it, and they did. But um, yeah, like I just hate Andy. I know, yeah. like he's the worst character on the show. He somehow is worse than Gabe. He's worse than Toby. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a real Toby. Yeah. I just fucking hate him. I but blame you, I digress. Yeah, yeah. And the cold open was weak too. We said. Yeah. It was just like, oh, Michael can't ride a bike. Yeah. Shocker. So. But bundle, bundle. Anyway, now before we go into season seven, episode six, costume contest, Mary are Bear, you going to put us over? No, I think too? I think you should. I think I did okay. last time. Um, so guys, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast, um, or you can send us an email with your feedback. It's brother sister rewatch at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, we always like to keep it funky fresh on our Twitter feed. You'll notice, uh, oh God, it was... Joe Kimo. Yeah, a few <laughs> weeks ago. Joe Kimo didn't get any love, though. No, I think didn't. in the current climate... It was too it's, rough. It's a little too much. It's, to hilarious. See a, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> to see a very sick camel <laughs> receiving um, IV fluids. No, I don't know, man. I enjoyed it. I don't care <laughs> what other people think. Up. I'm not going to lie. It's hilarious to me because it's just so dark. Like, <laughs> you is, make a cartoon that's that dark. I was going to say, that that's a, a specific taste. Yeah. It's, you have to have a specific kind of dark humor to enjoy that <laughs> good, shit. Good stuff. Which we did, yes, so... we laughed um, but, but we like to put our favorite screen grabs from our episodes if there's anything, like, ridiculous mm-hmm. in there. So, again, that's Twitter, at Brosis Podcast, or via email at brothersisterrewatch uh, at gmail.com. We'll read your feedback on the air and answer you live if you... Yeah like yeah now kevin where can they find us you can find us on any podcaster app that you desire but especially on the Ginny position podcast feed where not only can you find us every monday but throughout the week weeks if you will yeah. you can find other great content like geek and sassy talk and pop freak out drive-in journey through infinity and more lots of good Woo! content a lot of fun listens uh jennifer smith puts out some good stuff yeah, and uh is. you guys should all subscribe to that feed as well Yes. So, that brings us to this episode, Costume Contest. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> this was disappointing. So, the cold open, Jim is with Andy, talking at his desk, 
And he notices that Stanley takes his mug and drinks out of it. So Jim does a talking head where he says, Stanley drank my coffee mug full of orange juice without realizing he didn't even notice that it wasn't his hot coffee. Yeah. So we're going to see how far we can take this to see what Stanley does and does not notice. This is one of my favorite cold opens. Yes. This includes Kevin dressed as Phyllis, (laughs) except for, like, no wig, still bald, answering his question for a crossword puzzle. Satchel. As well as Andy, who is shirtless but still wearing a necktie. Which, he has weird nipples. I wasn't looking. Got nipples like sausage great. nipples, like me? pepperoni. It was, it was big, but it was hard. It was. It was weird. hard. Wait, it yeah, was big and it was hard. We're gonna. Oh my god, we're gonna isolate that. Cunt. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, Jim puts a box over his monitor that With he just doesn't... like a printout that's yeah. like the Dunder Mifflin logo. No idea. Um, then they have a conference room meeting where everyone is sitting facing the back, but Stanley still faces the front with his crossword, has no idea. Michael, yeah. Michael's talking about the sales on their new branch on Jupiter (laughs) and shit like that. Everybody cheers. Yeah, and Stanley's just doing his crossword. So then at five o'clock he gets up to leave. Pam turns around and says, I... He noticed, the one thing he does notice is the clock is slow. Yeah, so he looks at his watch, he's like, it's five o'clock. Pam turns around with a mustache and says, I love you, Stanley. Yeah. And he goes, see you later. <laughs> and then as he's walking out, J- Dwight is in the middle of the office with a pony. <laughs> a mini horse. Yeah. And Michael <laughs> Michael steps into frame with like hillbilly teeth and that cat puppet from... Yeah. Well, that was like a season two episode. Yeah, the boxing cat puppet. And Stanley <laughs> just walks out. He doesn't realize anything Nothing. went around. So I amazing. liked it. That was a good cold open. That was Stanley is awesome. Yeah. So we open the show proper. It's Halloween. Michael is walking in with Oscar. Oscar looks like Sonny Bono or something. Yeah, he looks like a disco Yeah, guy. like a disco guy with big hair and like a mustache. Kevin is Michael Moore. My God. Which is hilarious. Stanley is a samurai. Angela is a penguin. Uh, Aaron is a, like, has a zombie mask on, but yeah. she can't see, so she is like reaching around her desk. <sighs> Michael is MacGruber. MacGruber! Very of its time. Yo, that was from 2010. Do you know who else was in that movie? Val Kilmer. Oh, who yeah. else? Uh, who else is billed? I googled it to hint. see the give year. Give me a hint and I'll get it. WWE. Uh, Steve Austin. Nope. I didn't see MacGruber. <laughs> the uh, Undertaker. The Undertaker's in, in MacGruber? He's the second highest billed character. The Undertaker? I swear to God, I googled MacGruber just to get the, oh. the year. And it says the cast, and it's like the guy from SNL who like created the yeah, character, Will Forte. then Undertaker, and then Val Kilmer. That's I was like, fucking nuts. What the fuck? There's only one other and then movie. Ryan Phillippe. There's only one other man. movie that Undertaker was in: Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, I should have known. He Love wears that a movie. tutu. That was that's Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. That, that movie's no, no. That was Mr. Nanny. Or, oh, you're right. Yeah, that you're was. Right. You're thinking of that one. But I digress. It was, I think they were both on the. Previews for Ninja Turtle VHS. Probably, that's kids. probably why I'm confusing it. I said I digress like five times. Yeah, already. you did. All right, so go back. <laughs> All right, so Pam is dressed as olive oil, and she says that for the prize this year they're having a costume contest, and it's a coupon book for Lackawanna County with fifteen thousand dollars worth of savings. Yo, do you remember when mom and dad used yes. to get the entertainment oh, value yeah. book? Oh yeah, we. Oh my god, my mom was such a nut for that shit. She's cutting shit up coupons and shit yeah. out of there. I well, haven't I mean, seen one in years. I don't, you have do they five still do kids, it? You gotta do coupons again. <laughs> do they still do it? <laughs> I don't know. That's a actually. good question. But the, like, I just remember that because mom, my godmother, used to take me up to Leahy, which is like a little amusement thing that has yeah. like a little arcade go-karts mini golf mm. and batting cages and she took me up there and mom gave me like four coupons from <laughs> the entertainment book uh to take up it was like buy one get one free at the batting cages or something gotta shit. cut them corners yeah hell yeah so um but that's that that's the big prize prized. that's yeah. like a good prize that's a very I, I don't know if it's like that other places it, like i said but yeah if that yeah. is only locale good on them for researching that shit dwight is the scranton <clears throat> strangler he looks yes. like the Hamburglar. It's exactly what I thought. <laughs> I love that his bandana, like, the S is, like, the circular S is, like... Very, it's where the Recyclops eye was. It's, like, very <laughs> raggedly sewn in there. Jim doesn't want to wear his Popeye costume. And we get a 
like a montage of him in past Halloweens where he doesn't wear a costume. Jim He's too is cool. our brother. He's our brother. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Our brother hated Halloween. He hated dressing up. Even as a kid, he wore the yeah. same costume, what, He's seven Billy years ago? Yeah, he wore like a black robe with one of those masks where you can't see the face. Yeah. He wore that like eight years with in a like row. With skeleton hands. Yeah. He's just like, give me your fucking candy yeah. so I can go home and I eat it. I just want the candy, bitch. Oh. But like, let's put it this way, guys. He hates it so much that the last time he went on vacation, our mom went and pranked him because he went away in October. Oh, yeah. She pranked him by buying a bunch of, like, Halloween, Halloween decorations yeah. from the dollar store to put up. And he came home and his girlfriend is like, he ripped everything down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, like, kicked the skull light bulbs there's, out. There's no such thing as, like, decorations in that nope. house. Like, if they ever, God bless him, if they ever have kids, that kid is <laughs> fucked. It's going to have to be Uncle Kevin's job I was going to say, Halloween. we're going to have to take the kid out. Oh, and I'll, I'll love every second of it. <laughs> Be like, oh, they got the fun size candy bars or the real shit? <laughs> King size. <laughs> That's where it's at. So anyway. So Gabe is Lady Gaga. Yes. And he is running a meeting. Yo, he's got lashes for days. He's a bizarre praying Looking mantis. Man. <laughs> Looks like a praying mantis. Pa- Packer's in this. He's there. Yes! Packer's here. He's in the meeting. He's a pregnant nun. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. Uh, Gabe's talking about a new policy where, policy where drivers can sell paper. And Michael, like, looks confused as he's saying this. Mm-hmm. And that's when P- Packer chimes in. Does anyone call you Gabe Wad? <laughs> and Gabe's look- answer is, not here. <laughs> Gabe Wad. <laughs> so funny. So, Packer is so insensitive. What's he doing? Sniffing some dude's thong? Probably. So, uh, Mike goes to Daryl, who's Dracula. Mike calls him Blackula. Daryl says, no, Dracula. Oh, my God. And uh, Mike tells him about the new idea and apologizes because it was an idea of Daryl's that yeah, he ignored. Yeah, he went to, yeah. He did not take it to corporate. And as Mike's leaving, Daryl's like, what's that in your stomach? And Mike had a ream of paper under his short shirt in case Daryl punched him. <laughs> so that's when like Michael does talking. How do we, he praises Daryl for his magnanimity. I can't even say it. Magnanimity. Uh, fuck it. Magnanimousness. <laughs> Magnanimity? I don't, I don't know what words you're trying I'm to say. I'm an English major. Yeah, what fucking the fuck, know. dude? But anyway, okay. So Oscar tells people, he's in the break room, and like, Ryan, who's a DJ or no. K-Fed... Do you, I was just going to ask you if you knew who Ryan was. K-Fed? No, he's Ashton Kutcher from Punk. Oh, does because he say that? He was, no, but he he got his start on Punk. He was BJ Novak. Oh, so it's Novak. an inside joke. Yeah, BJ Novak was one of the actors on Punk. Gotcha. Okay. And that's why it was. it's kind of like an Easter egg. Gotcha. That he dressed up as... Because he had, like, the little microphone and mm-hmm. everything. Well, that's on. what I was like. Oh, was and the K-fed? trucker hat. It was, no, it was a visor. He looked like Jamie Kennedy. No, he had a trucker hat <laughs> okay. that was high. Okay, I'll take your... I'll that's take your... Ashton Kutcher is the one who made the trucker hat. I popular. remember... Oh, I remember Von very Dutch. well. I remember not hating someone as much as I hated <laughs> Ashton Kutcher at that time. He's so, a good guy now, though. Danny stands up. Well, Oscar's bitching to Kelly, Ryan, and Toby. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's not really $15,000. Like, he has to be right about everything. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> the, Oscar is the guy who, like, instead of calling it COVID-19 or yeah. coronavirus, he's like, COVID SARS-2 times 19. Yeah. Like, he has the scientific He's thing. that guy. He's that guy. So Danny invites everybody in the office to his, a party at his bar. Mm-hmm. He owns a bar off Exit 11. Uh, public school. Yeah. Which and I feel like uh, there is like a bar that's called like the Red Schoolhouse or something no like clue. that. No clue. No clue. I don't know. For some reason, I didn't look into it. I usually do. But Fuck it. I feel like there was like. I'm not going back to Google Wayback Machine to 2010. Yeah. No, but, go ahead. So the best part of this scene actually is Creed <laughs> yeah. asking, What's the crowd like, Danny? Our age? <laughs> He's obviously 70 fucking years old. Oh my God. Um. So and Danny just like like whatever man. Now We're there's not even. there's gossip in the break room about Pam and Danny, and Pam enters and everybody's like shh. That's when Creed goes, oh guys, now Pam didn't date Danny or what? What's he say? He said something like, oh Pam dated Danny. He says it out loud. Yeah, he's like, oh god, how does he say it? But, like, it, it makes it. Pam uncomfortable, and that's when there's a talking head with Jim and Pam, where Jim is like obviously bothered by it, and Pam's just trying to get him to wear the Popeye costume. Yeah. Uh, so now we go, Andy and Kevin are on the fence about going to the party because they feel stuck in the middle. They don't <laughs> want to offend Jim and Pam because they dated, like, Pam dated Danny and all that yeah. shit. But, like, of course, Andy just blows it off proportion. So, Jim tells Mike that Madge made a sale. Remember, yeah. Madge from the warehouse, she made a delivery and made a she sale. She me to leave. So Sorry. What, what do you got there? You got No, um, 
So, the Red Schoolhouse in Pleasant Mount. That's a long way off. Yeah. That's a long way off. No, I know. But then, funny, funnily enough, funnily. did you know that there's a Scranton, South Carolina? No. Just found out because there's a schoolhouse barbecue in Scranton, South Carolina. I bet you it's delicious barbecue. It probably I like is. the Carolina barbecue. It's, it, uh, it's some good stuff. Um, Sorry. So, no, so no, anyway. So Madge made a sale. And, and Jim is like pumped. He's like, we should have been doing this a while ago. Because mm-hmm. don't they like split the commission I think they the split it or something, something like that. So like so, they're getting paid just because. The trucker yeah. or the delivery person is just like, ah, you want more? So Michael calls Daryl out and he tells everyone it was Daryl's idea. And he feels bad that corporate's taking. But he calls Daryl out and Daryl's like, I don't want to come out. And he's like, come out. And he goes, fine, let me put my shoes on. <laughs> he's relaxing. Which as an office worker, I can honestly tell you. Dress shoes do people do suck. that? Do people take their shoes oh off? Oh my god, it's disgusting. It's a foot fetish nightmare. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh like, I mean, I would have, like, socks on. Like, you know, like, the no-show mm-hmm. socks. And, like, I would, like, take them out of my shoes, but I wouldn't put them on the ground. Like, I would keep <laughs> them on my shoes, just not fully in. But there were people who, like... And now you work from home, so you don't wear any... Off. Like, nope. you just... No shoes? Or just like, no shoes? Uh, no problem. In my house. Kenny Chesney, ladies and gentlemen. So, but Mike wants Daryl to get props he for get his credit. idea. Yeah. Because he's like, corporate stole his idea. And, and Andy's like, yeah, screw corporate. Yeah. So that's when Gabe, like, jumps in. And he announces that Daryl went to him. So, yeah, he did get credit for it because Gabe took Daryl's idea to corporate. Yeah. And then Michael's like, you double-crossed me, dude. But I love, I love Gabe Wad when he goes. Gabe Wad, oh, God. <laughs> when he goes, there's no new to say Screw corporate. Yeah, he's he's trying to be like all animated. <laughs> Why did he say it like an old decrepit man? Like screw corporate. Yeah, I'm a stick bug. <laughs> so Mike is in his office now. He's pissed at Daryl, and Dwight is egging him on to make him like because Daryl made mm-hmm. him look weak by going over his head. Yeah. So now Kevin and Andy tell Danny that Danny that they're caught in the middle about going to his party, and they say Jim and Pam don't want them to go, which is like again, like I said, Andy just blows something out of yeah. Proportion. Kelly enters in a new costume now. Do you know what it is? I have no... It's, it's like a, a sexy... Cane? It's like a is sexy lollipop guild or something. Yeah, like is it something from Candyland? Could be. Could be. I don't know what it is. She's I have no idea what it is. She's pixie though. She looks like an Oompa Loompa with the green hair. <laughs> and then she has like a Candyland like dress. Like gumdrops. Yeah. So Angela's like all pissed off about it. Like, you can't change <laughs> costumes midway through the day. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Tell her, Pam. Tell her she's disqualified. <laughs> and of course, Oscar chimes in. You know, the prize isn't really 15000 You guys worth don't like have like 40 bucks. You don't have to try so hard. He's <laughs> such an asshole. So uh, Angela does a talking head where she's like, I really don't want to give Pam credit because she's so meh. But, <laughs> but this coupon book was like a great idea. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. I love the fact that like we know that her and Jenna Fish are our best friends in uh, real life. Oh, yeah, because they stole our podcast yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah, but I was just like, can you imagine Jenna Fisher sitting there and she's like, I don't even want to give her a compliment because she's so meh. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even wear makeup. So Dwight t- is like tossing magnets away from the fridge as Mike watches Kevin and Gabe in the other room. And like, th- was it, high five? Yeah, or like fist bump yeah, or and something. Ke- Michael barges in, he yells at Kevin about the chain of command and going behind his back. And it turns out that Kevin just wanted to teach... Gabe Lady Gaga dance moves. Yeah. Well, I love because Michael's Michael says to Dwight, like, what are they talking about in there? And Dwight, do you know yeah. what Dwight says? Yes. Uh, I don't know. The extremes of the human physique. <laughs> the skinniest <laughs> dude and the portliest dude. Skinny, tall, and Short and Kevin. squat. No, it was like squat and baboo from the Power Rangers. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Short and stout. Like me? I'm yeah. not that. First of all, I'm not, not that, that stout. stout. Yeah. I didn't say it. You did. No, you just said it at the same time. We're going to fight about this yes, after we after we record this. We're going to yeah, fight. Yeah, we are. I am jacked. Fuck you, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Danny is with Jim and Pam, and they're laughing about Andy and Kevin and everything. And they're they like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, there's like, oh, there's no history to speak of or whatever. And it turns out Danny never called her back on the third date. And, like, Pam gets a little, like, vicious. Yeah. She's like, well, that's what happened. You never called me back. And yeah, it gets she quiet. Gets very it gets serious. Yeah, it gets awkward. She reminded me of our aunt in that moment because <laughs> I could totally see our aunt doing something like that. But, nope, that's what happened. Yeah, you accept it. <laughs> and she does the the punky head swivel. <laughs> but uh, so Mike goes to Daryl and he says things are falling apart because he went over his head. The chain of command is crumbling, mm-hmm. and he wants him to apologize, but Daryl refuses. 
And that's when we see Oscar showing his new costume as the rational consumer. Well, I mean, Daryl, like, Darryl, says a yeah. lot more. He's like, well, what have you ever done for me, Michael? I thought that was coming up in the meeting. Oh, with maybe. Yeah, yeah, that, that's when he bears his soul. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Oscar is the rational consumer. He's wearing, like, a <sighs> purple sweater. He's so smug. He's so smug. He's so He's such a bitch. Oh, God. Oscar, I love him, but at the same time, I'm like, I know he's written this I know way, him. I know, I know yeah, him we, as a person, we all and know, I want to punch him. We all know people like him. We have a friend who's like that, who, like, we love, but at the same time, we're like, dude, dial it back. Yeah. Just like, come on. We know you like art. Like, okay, like, we get it. <laughs> you know? So, um, it's costume runway time. They're having, like, a, a catwalk runway through the middle of the office to show off their costumes, and um, the winner is going to get the book. Yeah. So... As they're about to do it, Mike comes out in a in Daryl's warehouse shirt with, with a, a with Oscar's fro. Yeah, the fro wig. wig, and he starts impersonating like you know who I am, and he's doing the voice. And I shit. work in the warehouse. Oh, it's so un. Oh, it's, it's so, so bad. bad. Yeah, like it's not even funny. And bad. The only reason it ends is because Kelly goes, Michael, do you have to ruin every single party we have? You have to make it about your issues. <laughs> And, like, that ends it. Like, Michael just, like, checks himself. Yo, good for you, Kelly. <laughs> it's so awesome. So the contest begins, and Stanley swings his uh, sword. Screaming. Gabe, Gabe does his, like, weird oh, dance. Oh, so it's, awkward. Is he wearing heels, too, to I think he was, like, platform, like, like something Gene Simmons wears. Oh, my God. And, uh, like, Ryan comes down throwing his hands around and shit. And then Angela... As a sexy nurse, wow, who doesn't look like she knows how to walk in heels, <laughs> and she does this awkward turn where her body is stiff as a board, <laughs> and she does a talking head where she's like, "Let's be adults here. We know what sells in this office." Yeah, the costume store was out of all the other costumes. <laughs> she pulls it off. She does. So then we see it's Gabe, Aaron, and Daryl using a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Which, as someone who in the past three days has consumed a lot of ghost adventures. <laughs> Um, I will say that one I of the things... I would not want to do that. The main host, Zach Baggins, cannot pronounce the name of this board. Do you know that? Oh, yes, I did. I he, watched an episode where uh, they they used that to open up To portal. summon, like, a beast. Yeah, and, oh, God. He calls it an Ouija, Ouija an o- board. Ouija, like, yeah. Like, fucking Waluigi or something. <laughs> I'm Luigi. Yeah, like, it's like, fuck, dude. Because, like, everybody else in the room is like, the Ouija, Ouija board, board says... And he's like, there's Ouija board. Like, he's so, like, fucking dumb. Uh... <laughs> But anyway, um, so then Mike gets down there, and he, he's, like, basically using it to try and call Daryl an asshole. And they're like, an asset! Yeah, he's an asset! They're arguing over it, and it, like, breaks, and, like, the table flies. And, and Aaron just screams. Mm-hmm. Ah! So, Packer is in the kitchen with a paper bag over his crotch that says, Trouser Mouse. <laughs> awesome. It's just a waiting game. So, Jim is in there with Danny. And he, well, I love Danny walks in and is like, I don't think that's going to work how you think it is. <laughs> just wait, man. Like, yeah, Packer's just got his dick in a bag. Oh, my so, God. Um, As a pregnant nurse. <laughs> nope, none. None. Please. Sorry. Even nurse, more none. offensive. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jim asks Danny pretty much, like, why you never call Pam back? Like, he's trying to be cool about it, but he's like, you know what? Genuinely cur- yeah. curious. And Cordray is, like, trying to get out of it. And at this point, Packer chimes in. Help her! You're looking for someone to bang your wife. <laughs> so awesome. But um, yeah, Danny's like, you know what? Her fours look like sevens, and he's like, well, you did call her back though for a second date, and he's like, she just spent the whole date talking about you. I knew she was into you, and Jim's like, okay, but Jim like still doesn't buy it. He's like, man, yeah. all right. So we see Aaron. Uh, she has her head in the bobbing for apples tub for a minute, and they pull her up. She's like, I ate two apples. And you're stone faced right now. You're just like. Not impressed. She's a fucking moron. Okay. This poor girl that has to play her. <laughs> I feel so bad. So Jim and Pam corner Danny now in the kitchen again. And they're like, why? Why didn't you call her back? And she's like all bitchy about she, it. But Jim's like, she had a nice time. She yeah. just wants to know. Yeah, come on. I think she deserves it. Like, yeah. he's such a boyfriend bitch. Well, he's a husband, <laughs> husband now. Husband bitch. But it's just like, Jim, you really care, Jim? Like, you're married to her? Yeah. You're like, you don't marry him. Like, I can understand if Pam was the one searching for answers. Yeah. But, like, the fact that they're like a tag team. Yeah. Like Turla. You know what I mean? Oh my God. So, um, and he basically just says that Pam was a little dorky for him. He wasn't buying it. Yeah. And, of course, Pam proves this by doing her vaudeville voice. Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to get out of here now. <laughs> God. Like, and going to you know, hit the road. So, And that's when Jim is like, you know, she is dorky, but she's my dork. Yeah. I love her. And so Gabe is with Daryl and Mike now. They're in the back in the annex having a 
talk out session and they're trying to work out how like ideas will be handled in the future and it becomes like a session for gerald to air his grievances he's like ed truck hired me joe promoted me gabe listened to me you never did a damn thing for me michael mm-hmm. and he's going back and forth at michael and gabe tries to interject and mike's like shut up we're thinking like we're trying to get this settled or whatever and like there, there's a thing where gabe is like well go to michael with your ideas but if it's a really really good one bring it yeah. to me and, like he's trying to work around it and, like, Michael senses it, and so does Daryl. Like, oh, he's being opportunistic. And that's when they both agree that if they have something they want to do, they'll just go straight to Joe <laughs> and bypass uh, Gabe. And, Gabe of course, won. he's just... Gabe <laughs> I don't know why, but the way Packer is just, like, a high school... Anybody call you Gabe Wad? Gabe Wad. He's such an asshole. Oh, it's so great. But, uh, so then Gabe is, like, left... Because Michael and Daryl shake hands. They're mm-hmm. friends again. And Gabe's like, well, what about oh, me? <laughs> so... Andy now is with Daryl in his office, and Daryl said he's not going to Danny's party because he has big plans for Saber. He wants to move up in this company, so he's going to do some work. Still not clear what Daryl's work is. Right? Like, I'm going why to, he... I think next episode when we he... record, I'm going to Google. I'm going to Google, and I'm going to see if there's any, like, pages that clarify this. I mean, all we he know He has an office! That, all we know is that he does his doodles upstairs. <laughs> I think he's still, like, in charge of the warehouse, though. He has an office. And Maybe he's logistics now. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's a possibility, actually. Because yeah. he had those plans for, uh, yeah. I almost called her Pat. Joe. <laughs> anyway. For so, how to, like, do the delivery schedule mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Maybe he's logistics and supply chain. Who knows? I'm going to Google it, though, because we, we don't have a definitive answer. Yeah, I have no idea. So, Jim comes in dressed as Popeye, and he has CC. And Pam's like, oh, my hero! Just and, like olive oil. Yeah, and she's all happy. I do... God, what? <laughs> So there's a couple things uh, that I forgot to mention as you were going through. Go for it. But it, it, it's before the ending. No, go for it. Um, in the beginning when Andy and Kevin are getting doing their talking head, Kevin talks about how he's uh, got a good memory and he's like an elephant in that way. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Michael asking, what is taking someone from behind mean? When uh, they're like, when he went over my head. Yeah. No, he went around my back. And then... Oh, when Stanley asked uh, Andy how many vampires he's supposed to care about. Oh, because he's Andy's from he's, True Blood. Yeah. Yeah, and Bill, I think. Bill, I don't know. Now, I, I never saw almost, True Blood. I was about to say Bill Paxton. No, I think but he's I know Team that Jacob. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't. Know. I know that's the Twilight. But just like Stanley, how many vampires am I supposed yeah. to care about? Stanley's like, I have a teenage daughter. I don't really don't <laughs> give a shit. This. So. So anyway. The final scene is the winner, uh, they announced the winner of the costume contest. And it's Oscar! And everybody's like, what? Yeah. they like half-hearted clapping. Oscar looks shocked. So we get talking heads from Kelly, Ryan, and Creed. Mm-hmm. And Kelly holds up her <laughs> vote for Oscar. And she's like, I want to vote for someone who wasn't a threat. Yeah. And then Ryan holds us up and just goes, I'm a Nader guy. Yeah. <laughs> Shake, Shake things, things up. up. And then the best. Oh my God. This was the <laughs> line of the fucking episode. Creed goes, best Edward James Olmos costume I've ever seen. <laughs> fucking freaky. Like, and like that one killed me. Oh, yes. It was an awesome ending um, to an episode that I wasn't totally into. And yeah. what'd you give it? Um, I gave it a 3.5. I said it was funny with Packer. It had a good plot line, but nothing like over Okay. Kill. I gave it a 3.2. Okay. And there's a few reasons. First one is the Andy Kevin thing, stupid. Yeah. Now, if that's the way you're going to, like, I, I don't know. If that's the way you're going to get to the Jim and Pam talking to Danny, I yeah. guess it's, it, it's effective. It's a means to an yeah. end. It's not a particularly good one, but I get it. Um... Oscar being an asshole was actually pretty funny, but I, I for some reason like I, everything was about conflict in this episode, which mm-hmm. they don't typically do, and it just didn't work for me. Where Michael mm-hmm. and Daryl are having a conflict, and Gabe gets involved, and then Jim and Pam, she's pissed at him because he won't put the costume on, and then they're both like, "Danny, why didn't you call her back? She's not good enough for you." Yeah, like it was just like people figuring out why other people weren't happy with them. Yeah. And it didn't prove for the be- like the funniest episode, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Creed saved it with that last line, though. Because as someone... Like, I remember... The, <laughs> the fucking... You've seen the movie Stand and Deliver, right? Yes. Okay, that's what, like, I, when it says <laughs> Edward James Olmos, that's exactly what I'm thinking of him, like, teaching kids. And then yeah. there's that South Park episode where Cartman oh fucking God. parodies it. I was gonna say, um, he's the dad from Selena. Oh, that's right, he yeah. is. Yeah, Selena's actually a decent movie. I liked that movie. Yeah, so, but, uh, I don't know, for some reason it just didn't land, this one. 
Yeah. Uh, 3.2, like, it seems low, but at the same time, I'm like, I didn't really enjoy it. I like, Packer, oh, thank God for Packer. <laughs> Packer and Oscar were like the all-stars for me. Like, I thought they were great. <laughs> Angela's the sexy nurse. Oh, my God. But, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, Dwight didn't really do much this episode. No. Which is okay. They Like, these characters yeah. need off episodes. It was, it was nice to not It was have... more of an ensemble. Yeah. I don't even know what Meredith was now that I think about it. She was a Perkins waitress. Oh, okay. That's random. I know. It really was because I was trying to figure out she had a no. blonde wig on. I don't. And I was trying to figure out, like, think if there was, like, a movie. Like Inspector Gadget's niece, Penny? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to think if there was, like, a movie or a reference to Perkins in the 2010s for a blonde waitress. But I have no idea. I, I, I couldn't figure anything out. I, I think just... it was just, like, a random thing. I just, I don't like know. Like Stanley being a samurai. <laughs> that was awesome because he had a sword. <laughs> but like, like I said, the, oh, the cold open was good too. I don't know, like, it just didn't work for It me. didn't land. It was one that, yeah, it was one that I watched twice. <clears throat> and the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is quite a fall from the episodes we've been doing in season seven. But it's and then not I watched a total the, face No, no, no. But then I watched it the second time. I was like, there are glimmers here. Yeah. But like for the main ones, the Michael, Daryl, and Jim Pam thing. Yeah. They just don't work. Like, I just didn't. It just yeah, didn't work for it, me. It's not obviously coming off of Sex Ed. That was a super strong episode. <laughs> so I, I don't think that we could have anticipated like a very high. No, no, rating. especially with the way season six was. <clears throat> yeah, but like but, uh, the, it was still it's still it a strong it season to date. It was fine. Yeah, I still think that season seven is very strong. Oh, so oh, as a whole, yeah. yeah. So, um, anything else you want to talk about? No, dude, that's uh, all I've got. What do we got next week? Next week we have episode seven, christening, and episode eight, viewing party. Okay, I have seen episode seven. The christening. Yes. Okay. Not a fan. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys that right now, up front, when we don't get to that episode. Don't anticipate a fun episode next week. Well, right? I don't know because I haven't seen the other one yet, but I have seen the christening. Not a fan. <laughs> Just going to say that up front. But um, see what happens. So we'll be back next Monday with that episode. Uh, in the meantime, everybody, subscribe to the cast on wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes. You can get in touch with us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast, or you can reach out to us longer form on uh, email at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. Find us on the Ginny position and subscribe to that podcast feed as well, where you can find other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Talking Pop, Freak Out Driving, and more. It would be great. We'd love to have you join the crew. We're there every Monday morning, just as we are on our own feed so just keep listening share the show with your friends family acquaintances whoever we would greatly appreciate that as well right there absolutely all right so guys until next time we'll catch you all on down the road thanks guys
I don't run. 